0: Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in the Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon
1: podcast. Check it out, listen, make sure the force is strong. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios.
2: An, an
0: elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 195. My name is J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross. This week on the show, kids, it's part one of the Great Philadelphia Comic Con 2016. An Elegant Weapon and the Points of Interest Podcast Network were very, very honored to be invited down as official moderators for the weekend. I went down with my 2J's leader co host, Mr. Josh L. Haquez Hawks, and Mr. Jimmy McKnight of the Ninja Starship Podcast good times were indeed had by all i cannot thank the organizers of this event enough chris carla andrew stan Uh, what a fantastic show easily one of the top con experiences of my life everyone there was just brimming with positivity and they were there with no other agenda than to have an absolutely fantastic time Uh, artist sally was a tremendous success very prosperous I know a lot of artists went home very light on books, uh, very heavy in the pockets with big smiles on their faces, which is always the best possible outcome for a comic book convention. This week on the show, we get to feature the Gotham panel. That's right. I got to sit down with James Frain, Mr. Theo Gallivan, and Robin Lord-Taylor, Mr. Oswald Cobblepot themselves, and we talked all about Gotham. These guys were so kind, so generous, so enthusiastic, it could not have been a cooler experience. Uh, We sit and chat for a bit before we turn it over to the audience for some Q&A stylies, which uh, turns into uh, a rambunctious good time. Oh, so excited. There's so much good stuff to bring you from one of the greatest con experiences I have ever had. So here we go. The Gotham panel. James Frain and Robin Lord Taylor. The Great Philadelphia Comic Con
1: 2016.
0: Y'all like Gotham? Yeah! How about we bring out some people from the show, ladies and gentlemen, James Frain and Robin Lord Taylor.
2: There you go, sir. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Hi.
1: There you go, sir. Yes. Hello. Do I have to press anything? No. no, we're good to go, we're
0: gone. Guys, welcome to Philadelphia. Thank you so much. Yes. So, there, yeah. yes. so fun to have you guys here, uh, I'm very excited, I love Gotham. This show yes. is so much fun, oh, it's you. unreal. So uh, let's start with James. Uh, the cool thing about your role in the show and the arc that you kind of followed was that it was kind of inspired, at least from what we feel like, by a very fairly, fairly recent arc in the comics being Night of the Owls, Court of the Owls. So it, it, it's kind of a new area of Gotham, but at the same time, it's an old idea about Gotham. How, how was it getting involved in, in the whole idea that, or how much fun was it to play a role that's kind of double-sided, where you've got this deep, dark side, and then you've got this, you know, kind of political, positive face side to the world?
1: Two different kinds of darkness. <laughs> there was a deep, dark side, and then the deeper, darker side. Um I didn't know anything. I mean, the the character is kind of invented for the show and they do a really good Can you hear me? Is that up
0: enough? Can we Can you hear? Can we go up a bit?
1: Can you hear me now? <laughs> it's like that ad. Can you hear Euler? me? I, oh, now I can hear Euler? me. How about at the back? Can you hear me? Cuz I can't say it twice. I I done <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Um they, so they did a really good job. Bruno and the writers did a really good job of uh keeping the character secret. I knew I was in for a certain amount of time. I didn't know who I was. I found out just before the audience did. Um, there's a super exciting thing that happened, which is um, if, if everyone's caught up with where we are, this guy has just killed me. Sorry. but <laughs> what? Whatever. <laughs> um, But then they bring me back, Hugo Strange has this fantastic laboratory, which I'm very in favor of, and he brings people back from the dead. And he brings Galavan back um, as a DC villain. I think we all know what that is from the end of last week's episode. It's Azrael.
0: Yeah. It's Azrael. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How much fun was it to suit up finally?
1: So much fun so much fun. I think, but it, m- the most fun I had was uh, doing the sword fight with Arthur. Yeah. Anyway, that's, is that enough to answer your question? Yeah, that's good. We, I'm sure there's be many, many, many questions. questions. I'm just going to ask a few
0: on. questions because I'm such a super friend, and then we'll hand it over to you guys. We'll do some Q&A for sure. Um, Robin.
2: Yeah, what's up? <laughs> okay.
0: The penguin, who we've always known is one of Batman's you know, you probably put him number two behind the Joker as yeah. far as the rogues gallery, right?
2: At least in terms of longevity, too, because I think he came in, I think it was maybe the second year after yeah, the yeah, comic it was started. Year, yeah, it was fairly like 40, early. Si- 46 yeah. or 48, something like that. Yeah, something like, something like that.
0: that. Uh, he's a character that's been around, and he's known, but not until maybe Batman Returns do they kind of dive in a little deeper to his history and what made him what it what he is. But you have had... <laughs> so much time to really more than anyone else ever dive into this character how has that been
2: it's been amazing and it's well and also like you know to talk about batman returns you know brilliant brilliant movie brilliant performance by danny devito but also um it was very much a tim burton reimagining of the character i mean he was raised by actual penguins, (laughs) which is like, you know, it's a very Tim Burton thing to do, which is absolutely brilliant. But you know, it really didn't get into, so so it didn't touch on how the penguin was traditionally portrayed in the comics, which is more what we're trying to go back to with Gotham and, you know, show him as an actual human being raised by other human beings (laughs) in Gotham City, yeah.
0: It's just been so much fun how Unpredictable, you've made this character.
2: Well, I give nuts, and you know, I give all the credit to Bruno Heller and our incredible writing staff, and and you know, it really started starts with them, and you know, the the deviousness, the the machinations of Penguin, all starts in Bruno's head, and then you know filters through whatever weird stuff I can bring to the set.
0: You know? <laughs> there's, there's never been really such a young characterization of the Penguin. Like True, yeah. To take the idea that he worked his way up and we get to see you know, from Fish working on up, that's a really cool it's thing. It's so you know? brilliant
2: and you really don't ever get the opportunity to play a character that everybody has grown up with and knows about, and then to be able to bring to light things that people had never heard of or had never thought of or imagined before is really an amazing gift. So yeah. I,
0: even as the villain of the show, you're kind of the hero in a way. Like it's so weird, I don't know about me, me personally, I, I root for you. And, uh, you know, the, the whole season has been very difficult.
2: Yeah. To it, watch
0: you have to take the flack you took from the kind of the in-laws or whatever you call them. Yeah, then, right. It, it was tough. Like, every episode, I'm like, just crack! <laughs> just lose it! <laughs> like, yeah. And then you finally really cracked. Yeah, and it was we, beautiful. It's, how is it riding that edge?
2: Oh, know? my gosh, it's brilliant. And then anytime, I mean, as an actor, you want to play the whole spectrum of, you know, emotion. You know, and then when they gave me... When they told me where we were going with having him being brainwashed and having all of the, the just all of the negativity sort of washed away, I was so thrilled because then then I could really and you know we've always touched on it since the beginning is like bringing some sort of uh, sympathy to this character and and acknowledging that you know had things gone very differently for him he n- not necessi- he he wouldn't have ended up you know. Being, you know, the devious murderer that he is, you know, and, it's, and there's something to be said, like like anyone. It's like that's how life, that's how your environment shapes you and becomes you, how you become who you are in the world. Um, but yeah, when when we when we got to show him as like as if yes, as if people were only kind to him his entire life, and he you know there's like a a you know a, a beautiful kind person underneath all of it. I thought it was just a brilliant, brilliant right. opportunity.
0: Right, well everybody knows that DC has the greatest villains on Earth. Uh, James, coming into it, uh, first of all, how'd you get involved with the show, and did you know that you would be playing a villainous
1: role that you were going for? Um, <coughs> well, first of all, I gotta say, just going on from that, I think Penguin is the, the, the real star of the show in terms of, isn't he the one you're rooting for? <laughs> I'm kind of rooting for him, <laughs> even though I, I hate him.
2: Yeah, well, it's,
1: uh, again, it's, just the, it's that's the achievement n- uh, not only of Robin but of the the writers and it's it's such a complicated clever thing that they've done to make the the bad guys people that you're interested in you have this much information about. Um, I I knew I was some kind of bad guy going. I didn't know what the the story unveiled of this. Weird, the weird monks, the strange, what's up with the monks? The monks showed up. I'm like, oh, this is your monkish order. I'm like, of course it is. Well, there you are. <laughs> I knew something was missing. Um, and so that was awesome. I and mean, it's just, they, they have so much story to play with. There's so much in the mythology. And they've done such a good job of kind of making this its own entity, but that honors the, the mythology of, of Batman. And so I think that's what people appreciate about the show. And they have space to be creative and and introduce new characters and new ideas. Um,
0: Is it it hard to
1: ride the level
0: of not going too far? Um, What do you mean? As far as, when you're a villain, it's easy to be like, ah, I'm the villain. There's no too far. There's no too far? You never feel like you gotta rein it, they just let you go, yeah? Yeah,
2: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like fish, like. Yeah. That was an out-there character. Oh, that yeah. was just over-the-top, and that's what was fantastic about it. Just unabashed, just go for it. Yeah? She, yeah, yeah, she
2: really brought something special to the show, and and thankfully, I mean, it's not. It's already been spoiled, but she, she'll she be back for the last two episodes. Yay.
1: I wasn't saying that. We have some fun <laughs> stuff together. <laughs> he didn't say it. That's all his fault. <laughs> I guess yeah, you said
2: they, that. Yeah, How much do
0: the comics come into it? I know probably more when you started. You probably did your Penguin research. Mm-hmm. But as far as when you joined up, did, did Night of or the Court of Owls come up? Or are they like, this is something that kind of comes from this?
1: Dude, I was working in the dark, is what I'm boiling down oh, to. yeah, okay. I really had no idea. Right. So. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I found out as soon as they released the script. All right.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's cool. I wonder how much the comics come into it. Like how much very much
2: actually I can I can confirm that uh, Jeff Johns, the head of DC, mm-hmm. signs off on every script. Oh really? So he everything is filtered through him so that we make sure that, you know, obviously with any sort of Batman interpretation, there are liberties taken and like, you know, certain storylines are altered and changed as we've seen throughout the what, what is it, seventy seven years yeah. of Batman you know things come in and out and change and things are different and but you know Je- Jeff is all is very much on hand with not just our show but also Flash Arrow you know all of the others like he he just um Supergirl as well mm-hmm. he he signs off on the script to make sure that we're not going too far outside of the canon that it all still makes sense that it all still is true to the DC universe which I'm I'm so grateful for because he's absolutely he's so brilliant and to right. know to know that he's there watching over the scripts, you know, it, it, it's comforting because then, you know, when we meet people who are big fans of the comics, like we don't have to like, you know apologize for anything that happened or like you know <laughs> over explaining it because yeah. i could just be like hey just talk to jeff yeah. like, talk to the talk to the big talk jeff. to the, head, <laughs> the big cheese
0: yeah. uh, let's touch on your relationship or your character's relationship with jim gordon mm-hmm. because yeah. it's it's a very interesting one you know it's give and take and yeah. it's, it's been a real evolution how's that been playing it with ben mckenzie well,
2: it's been since day 1 it's been just an amazing experience and he's so he's been so kind and so um, generous to me He's been doing this for a long time, and this is my first series regular thing, and so when it was all coming down, it, it you know, it's it was somewhat, ter- it's terrifying, you know, like you go from being like a completely anonymous person to being something somebody that people recognize on the street, and it's like navigating your way through that, also with social media and all of that, it can be really daunting. He's always been there for me on a personal level, but then also professionally, like in the show, in the storyline, I mean, I, when I was when I was in acting school, uh, my teacher would always talk about you know if you're in a scene with someone, imagine the tension as a rubber band between the two of you, and it stretches and it stretches and then it snaps back. And so there's always this pull, like you said, this push and this pull between the two of us. And I also like to think that that penguin is the 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 yin to to Gordon's yang in the it sense that he is the darkness. Off, yeah. He's trying to teach Gordon something, and at the same time, Gordon is trying to teach him, and they—they both sort of revolve around each other in this amazing way. So right, right.
0: Now, Galavan, on the other hand, was so delicious to hate. And did you have to take some flack for that? Because I know a lot of people who play characters that are, you know, that you so are like, "Ah, I want to see him get his. Does that follow you out into the world at all?
1: Um, So far, no one's thrown anything at me. no one's yelled anything from a car or any of that kind of stuff. That would be pretty unpleasant. I mean, I think people are, people are pretty sophisticated now and you can see characters on TV and in movies. And usually people are like, hey, you, you did a great job. You know, Great job is the best, it's like the all purpose compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always happy to hear it in case anyone wants to. <laughs> Thank you much. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, it seems like you guys
0: were really given the room to grow. Like, uh, obviously, everybody involved with in making the show—the first season—it was great. But they listened to the fans. They're like, "Oh, we want a little more of this or a little more of that." When you guys gave it, like this year, you know, just, just bam with the villains. Like, here we go. Yeah. That That's got to be
2: so much fun. Oh, it's really gratifying. And like any show, I think. <laughs> Like, again this is my first show so I don't really know but but you know from what I have heard you know especially when creating something new or a different treatment of something like, it, it takes a while to figure out really what the show is you know or it, it takes it took us a moment and and we really sort of discovered you know like you know there was a procedural element that we were incorporating into the first season that you know wasn't really carrying through or wasn't as true to the se- to the real sense of a comic book world like we wanted to It to be and so that was changed and and what you see is I think the second season is we've really really hit our stride and and it you know everyone is so happy with with you know how their characters are turning out and the scripts and everything and again I have to give a lot of credit to Bruno Heller because first of all he's the genius behind this whole thing but from very early on in the first season he gave he he talked to us and he said there's going to come a point where you, meaning us, the actors, are going to know the characters in some ways more intimately and better than he or any of the other writers were. Right. And so he was like, let's open a channel of dialogue so if there's something that doesn't ring true to you or something maybe you even want to incorporate that we haven't thought of, like, bring it up. And, like, for a showrunner, especially someone of Bruno Heller's, you know, clout <laughs> yeah. and, you know, his yeah. amazing body of work, for him to keep it open to the actors for some sort of collaboration I think is an absolute gift. You know, yeah. it's, it, it, it's not... It's not uh, it's rare from what I understand
0: well, it's amazing that Fox is giving you the time to grow as you need I mean it, that's kind of rare in this day and age You know if something doesn't work right off the bat all of a sudden it's gone like you know very quickly But it really feels like they've let you guys do your thing, and it's really taken off like it's, it's paying off. It's getting more like fun, getting fun and fun. You yeah. know it, it's weird because it's getting darker, but it's getting more fun as it goes you know? <laughs> right. It's 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 really cool it's that Gotham
2: way. City, baby <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's got to be weird because you know this is going to come up because it always does. But nobody realizes you're on The Walking Dead till you're the penguin. <laughs> yeah, right. And totally, then yeah. one day there's a meme on the internet that when you realize, and everybody just freaks out. Yeah, and loses yeah, it. yeah. So you know that must have been a weird kind of transition. It yeah? was
2: amazing, amazing uh, three years of my life, I have to say. And and I and also, I mean, the The Walking Dead coincidentally is is was cast by the same people who cast Gotham. So uh, and so like they are very much aware of. James's work and my work and you know all of that and so it, it really helped like you know get me at least you know in the room for the audition which I'm right, so right. grateful for yeah
0: that's amazing do we have questions we've got a microphone right over here for anybody who'd like to ask some questions you can line up right over here and we'll hear
3: from y'all hi how are you um, hi uh, uh, Robin, does uh, walking with the gimpy uh, walk bother your back or your hip or anything?
2: <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Enough <laughs> um, that
0: we will not be seeing the walk today. Right? Yeah, right. yeah. If if I, eyes, I, all right, we're going to give him a I'm break. I'm on hiatus. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah it, I noticed that like, I actually co- I end up compensating on the other leg. So the leg that's messed up is actually more fine than the other leg because I spend all day standing on the other leg. So yeah, I've been noticing little things, but you know, been taking care of it, you know. It's like a physical therapist. Just make therapist, sure
1: that they cover the chiropractic and the physical therapy right. bills because <laughs> that shit adds up.
2: It really does. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's work. You can claim all that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For totally. sure. Uh, umbrellas make good crutches. Copy that. Yeah, you know. I'm familiar. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I have a question for Robin. Um, so you play probably one of the darkest characters I've seen. Um, a very villainous character, murderous character, as you had pointed out. Um, does that ever really weigh on you at all? Does that darkness, that that evil, ever weigh on you as a person at all? Even though it's just a character. Really, I I can honestly say not at all. And I'm very I'm very lucky in the sense that uh, <laughs> the character is very very different from me. And also there's something about the um, <laughs> well, maybe not that different. No. Uh, there's something about the like the, the makeup and the physical transformation that goes into playing the character that, you know, it's, I, I sort of use it to get into the character. I have about two hours of, of prep and, you know, with the nose and the, you know, the whole thing. And then, um, but then it's nice because then at the end of the day, it sort of come it, it all comes off and goes back on the shelf. And it's, it's, a, it's a great way for me to sort of like, in a way, physicalize the removal of the character from my life. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank right you, on. man. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: You know what it was? It was the scene in the first season when you got a ride, when you got picked oh, up yeah, by the hitchhikers. The and yeah. then you lost, that was like the moment. It was like, <laughs> oh my God, what's happening <laughs> that here? That was fun. That was a crazy, that crazy I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember I, watching I that say, just... Yeah, don't
1: know No, go ahead. Back no, back. no, you. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, I say, uh, Robin is literally the nicest person that I've ever met. And he is just a joy to work with. I know it's... A, I know. I know. But... The fact that there is no darkness there, I don't, he's just a great actor. And he's a great guy. Thank and I love James. him. Quite a, <laughs> I love him quite a lot. <laughs> he really is. He really is.
0: I'll and back I'm him up. I'm a big, it's I'm h- a big it, fan. It's hard to take your eyes off you, man. Like, you know, when you're acting, it really is. Because you can't tell. You're so unpredictable. That's the fun of it, you know? Because like I was saying, when we had to watch him getting used to his family, I couldn't believe how long it was taking for him to pop to the point where I was like, maybe he won't. Like, uh, <laughs> Hugo
2: Strange is good at his job, I'll tell yeah, you that.
0: Yeah, good times. Hi there.
2: Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Um, so I know that there's a lot of questions about the
0: show, but and I know that this isn't one directly towards the show. It's actually more of a personal question for the two of you. I was just wondering... What are your favorite Pokemon? Which one's your favorite? No. I know it's a real important question. And very intense, deep thought required. But I just was a little curious. I'm sure you guys have spent many sleepless hours
1: trying to figure oh this out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm truly stumped. The yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> the Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> hey audience, what's okay. your favorite Pokemon? Yes. What's yours? What's your, like, anyone have I a like favorite? Torchic. That's my favorite. Okay, okay, yes.
3: I asked Walter Koenig the same
0: question, and he likes Snorlax, so if that helps. Good to know. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> you can take that all back. Yeah, all right. <laughs> thank you very Excellent. much. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank, thank, thank you. you. So <laughs> James, by the way, good job. Great job. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank very you. Good. Appreciate Great it. Great job. Uh, Robin, I actually, this question is both, both of you. Um, how big of a fan of Batman are you guys? And then, James, since you said you was kind of going in the dark with this character, what kind of research or what did you do to play the character?
1: You want to go first? Uh, sh- uh,
2: uh, well, uh, I can go quick. Yeah, I was a huge fan of Batman. I, uh, the first Batman movie with Tim, the Tim Burton first one with uh, Jack Nicholson. And Michael Keaton. I, it was one of the first movies I went to on opening night, and I grew up in a small town in Iowa where I actually saw a line around the cinema. Almost I had never seen that days. before, and it was, you know, and and uh, so yeah, it stuck with me since then, and I've been, you know, entrenched in the world ever since. But yeah,
1: it's so cool that we have Michael Keaton back again as well, right? Oh, yeah. And Bird, Birdman brought him back. He was such a oh, was was such a brilliant actor. Yeah. And, and, well, there's the
0: uh, Kind of wrong house, but there's a there's a few rumors of him uh, being cast as the new Spider-Man villain. A oh, fantastic, so, you know, bring him back amazing. into the comics. That's we're all a great good with idea, that, you know. So yeah. But as he asked, what did it take to prepare for this role? <sighs> Learned your lines?
1: I just, I honestly don't have a, I I don't have a good answer for you, man. I wish I had a, some kind of impressive process that I could tell you about. All right. But I just kind of make it up.
2: He's that good. So it was just great
3: ad-libbing.
1: No, so thank you. I appreciate it. But I was also, I was a huge, when I was, this is how old I am. When I was a kid, I was a a big fan of the Adam West Batman. Yes. Who, to me. Yes. Yes. There was something about that show that was so fun. It was so much fun. And um, so, and my brother was a, a, an enormous Batman fan. He used to drip us, a, a dress, uh, do the cosplay Batman thing before anyone else was doing it, certainly in our hometown, and he wore it at the pub. <laughs> oh, my <God>. Oh, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> yes. Where he had some quite interesting comments. I'm um, sorry. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I've loved it since Adam West. It just keeps on giving the storylines. It's, it's, and we have in our writer's room, like half the writer's room are Serious comic fans who, who really know the mythology and really care about it um, and that's that infuses the show as well with with you know a lot of integrity and Bruno and, and Danny are concerned to respect the fans involvement in the show and and to nurture that and well, it shows
0: it def- like it's obvious there's you know Batman fans who know their stuff writing this show you know which must be thrilling for them to get to play in that world. Did you know you were going for the Penguin when you auditioned?
2: I didn't know. Well, I didn't know. No, I didn't. I I wasn't told until the night before I went in to audition. And I had gotten the appointment maybe about five days before I went in. And it was the untitled Warner Brothers Project. And the character's name was Paul. And he, like... Yeah, he, he uh, and they they wrote a fake scene, and they they also didn't give us a script or anything. So did it was have t-
1: that? But did you have that performance that you're doing now in that audition?
2: In a lot of ways, I did. Yeah, and it how. was just it was very clearly written, and I don't know. You just if it, thought it was, he was just, a just a the psycho? choices that I made. Well, the the scene was about uh, this person, Paul. Who was clearly involved in some sort of uh, uh, ma- mafia-type situation, uh-huh. and he's sitting down and he's having a meeting with one of the crime bosses, and you know he's you know basically asking the crime boss to do some sort of favor for him, and the crime boss of course is like, no way, who the hell are you? And then he reveals that he has taken the man's daughter hostage, and she's tied up somewhere, about to be murdered, and so that's and so he you know in a way very penguinish, like manipulates this boss to do his bidding you know he's, he was you know three steps ahead of him already which did was you like
1: have that it wasn't that edge of supernaturalism where it's did you feel the genre that needed to be more intense somehow
2: yeah I mean I guess it, it's it also the the language was similar because I don't know if, you know, the Penguin is written with some sort of, it's heightened. It's in the it, language. They di- had kept is, it. They had kept that. Dictation it that.
1: your theater history, right? <laughs> a your little thic- bit, he's yeah. A, he's the theater actor. Yeah,
2: first. as is James. So he's yeah,
1: amazing
0: actor.
2: We have a, just an amazing cast on our show. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, Very cool. Oh, I had one more question. Sure. Sure. When you found out it was the Penguin, was you excited? And how did you prepare
1: for the role?
2: I was th- I was uh, I was thrilled, but I mean at the same time I mean you know I've been kicking it around New York City for it'll be, it'll be 16 years in June, and uh, you know auditioning for a lot for many many things and some really really big things like this show, but you know you learn to sort of temper your expectations and be like all right well this will be fun like I'll go in and I'll have you know five ten minutes of playing the penguin and you know maybe that's all that we'll get and that'll be that and I try not to let you know. And I also, I didn't want my previous uh, uh, conceptions of what the Penguin was to interfere with my performance at all. Like, I really didn't, I, I wanted to keep it, you know, my own thing and not have, you know, Just Meredith or Danny DeVito running through my head while I was doing it. So yeah. You're
0: like penguin. I'm too skinny to play the penguin. What's (laughs) happening? It's the first time in my
2: life anyone said I was a too skinny or b too tall. Like it's like it's like the only comments that I got when my cat when the casting was announced. And I was like, well, if this is as bad as it gets, I'll take it. You know. But
1: also, you had to eat a lot of fish, I think. Oh yeah, I
2: had to get I had to get over that problem. Because
1: as brilliant, I've heard this a lot, uh,
0: a lot of chatter. Because people love the performance and think you're perfect, but they also think you would have played a quite fine Joker yourself. hey, I'll, uh, that would be nice. Anybody agree but, with that? Uh, uh, yeah?
1: Absolutely. I'm happy where
2: I am. I mean, I, that's the other thing about the Penguin is that I feel very fortunate is that it's only been, it's only been done live action two times before, right. and it was Burgess Meredith and then Danny DeVito, who are just brilliant, amazing actors, but I felt very grateful that there was some distance between the last on-screen portrayal of Penguin and what we're doing now. Like, right. So I didn't, God, to have to like you know, hold up you know, only Jared Leto could pull it off. I mean, to have to follow in the footsteps of Heath Ledger yeah. and Jack Nicholson. I mean, oh, yeah. I, it would just freak Have you me ever out. met Danny? I have not yet, except it's just driving me happen. crazy because he's in my world now. He's yeah. best. I've, I've maintained, I'm very close with Carol Kane still. And she and Danny are best That's friends. Amazing. They go all the way back to taxi together. Right, yeah. And so she tells me all about him all the time. I'm like, God, can you just Bring like hook it up? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: Anyway. Awesome. How are you? Okay, so going back to the um, Adam West era, yes. um, have you ever thought, like, on set, just as a joke, just get the top hat, get the cane, start going wah, 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 yeah. wah, Just to mess with them, like, penguin to the set, please, and just come out like your old counterpart <laughs> from the Adam West era? Oh
2: my god, I would love it. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, we actually, when I went in for um, the fitting, my first costume fitting for the second season, we, uh, we, we had two, we had two new costume designers. Uh, coming in and uh, they had pulled a top hat and I saw it on the shelf and I was so excited. But then as like you know they, they introduced that idea to Bruno and Danny and Bruno and Danny felt that we're not quite there yet. So yeah, so but someday it's still on the shelf. I mean, someday it'll be on it, my head, it, hopefully. It's waiting for you. Yes, it is. Soon. Yes, it's <laughs> yes, like love it that Well, hat. it, it
0: kind of broke the internet when Ben McKenzie, for Halloween, played old Jim's Gordon. Did uh, you see what was he really, dressed oh, up yeah, as old totally. Jim's Gordon? Yeah, I went to that party with that him. That is so much fun. When you see you guys loving the roles and loving your job so much that you'll do fun stuff like that, it yeah. shows you care. Oh, it's and just, it, it's a great thing. I
2: don't know how one couldn't care being in a show <laughs> like this. But yeah. yeah.
0: All right. How
2: you doing? Hey, Jim. How's it going? Old friend, alright,
0: <laughs> seeing you now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so while filming, this is a question for both of you. While filming, what has been the moment that you, you were just c- consumed by? Like you were just in the moment. You're, it's one of your favorite moments while filming in your character. Sure.
3: That's your
2: well, I know. I, so I would say, and your dress is Jim Gordon, so it's appropriate. In the pilot, when uh, he walks me down to the end of the pier, that day was one of the. It was. <laughs> it is crystallized in my mind. I know. I can. It was the day when I felt my entire life change in one day, and I felt like the enormity of what we were doing, and I also just. It was. It was. It was really. It was a profound moment. It was in, I, I sort of stepped outside of my body and I was like looking down at the scene just being like how the hell did I get here? <laughs> you know, this is so amazing. And then also just my connection with Ben in that moment was uh, he was again, he was just so wonderful and, and and kind and trustworthy and all of the things you want in a scene partner. So, uh, that was the moment for me.
1: Very good. Cool. I found it. Yes. um, <clears throat> um the the scene that was aired quite recently where um, Galavan tells Jim, who's been strapped up in a kind of almost crucifix kind of position and is totally uh, vulnerable, that he's not Galavan at all, that he's uh, a Dumas from the, the, his whole other family. And then um, I get to kick him about a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was really satisfying. Yes. <laughs> it's such a goody-goody. Yeah, right. yep. um, but that was a great scene, you know, because it had so much sort of shape to it and, and, and sort of unmasking. And, and they'd written it in a way for Gallivan to be quite flippant um, and sort of have fun with it. Um, because a lot of the time, you know, his character is very earnestly pursuing a, you know, a driven goal, um, and just to see him just kind of have a little bit of fun, um, and, and reveal his kind of his big storyline, his secret plot, I think that was a, that was that was great.
0: Because your role, as it's progressing, is getting much more physical. Is there a lot more training and weapons training coming in as you go,
1: or? Well, I'm a master martial artist. He's <laughs> <coughs> so amazing. frankly, it's a doddle. Um, did, um, I guess so, yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. That's fine, though. No? Yeah. Swords are good, come on. Swords are fine. Sword, the swords are great. <laughs> <laughs> we learned swords, So, went to drama school in England, we learned sword play for three years, because, you know, there's a lot of plays with swords in, and I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to need this. Um, but then, <laughs> Gotham then Gotham acquired Gotham. sword skills, so.
0: Perfect. It's destiny. All right. Thank you very much, John. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Pretty good. How you doing? What's up? Uh, my question is for James. Um, the scene where you pretty much ate the penguin's umbrella <laughs> was pretty macabre, and <laughs> yeah. How did they set up the makeup on that? Because that looked like Walking Dead style, <laughs> messed up.
1: <laughs> well, Robin wanted to do it for real.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. i met <laughs> it, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Which I thought was frankly weird. <laughs> um What what do you sorry, what do you wanna know? How did we do it? Yeah,
3: how did
0: you do it? And like was it like an awkward like a half umbrella sticking out of your mouth or are you just want yeah, so like I'm not putting did, that in my yeah. mouth or like so they cut
1: they cut a piece of umbrella about that size um. and then they just wrapped it in cling wrap. And then we just spent ages kind of trying to get uh, look look like the angle had gone all the way down. And um and then that's Well, I remember it. Okay, they didn't do anything. I was very uh, concerned that it looked real. Yeah, because
3: it looked like there was like a prosthetic piece, like putting your jugular up, and I was. Oh wow, really? That's great. uh, No, there wasn't.
1: It was a very simple little thing. Okay, but it's just about, just about. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got it? Have you got it? Cut, please. (laughs) A bit like that. Okay,
0: thank you, thank you, sir. Do they use much CGI on the show, or is it usually practical effects, or a mix?
2: They try and use as much uh, practical makeup effects and special effects in that way. They, they try and do as much as they can, but you know, certain things are, you can tell that they're sweetened by C- CGI, but really, I mean, again, they wanna keep it uh, as realistic as possible in the moment so that when you're acting, it, it there's some sort of sense of realism going on. You're not just like pretending, they're not coming up being like, okay, you can't see it now, but there's really, you know, like a giant umbrella sticking out of his neck or something, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, it's gotta be easier. We were speaking about actually in the Star Wars panel about how when they filmed the new Star Wars movie, uh, you know how in the old days they just give you a stick on a lightsaber. right? And this time they actually made them colored blades. So when they were on set, they just felt more in the moment. And yeah. right? it just it, helps the acting.
2: It really right? makes a difference, yeah. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, hi there, how are hi. you?
2: Hey guys.
3: Um, this is for Robin Lord Taylor. We were wondering what it was like when you were like hanging out with the Walking Dead characters,
2: like did you get to know them? Oh my gosh. I mean I was on there very briefly, but it was it was amazing. And I have to say like the the acting there the actors on that show, it's it's a very similar thing to Gotham as well. Like it really feels like a family. And uh when uh, and when you when I was guesting on that show, you know, a lot of times like if you're guesting on a show you kind of feel like you know, uh, someone's best friend that was invited to a family reunion. You know what I mean? Like it's like a f- being at a family reunion that's not your family. You know, so you always kind of feel like you're not part of it. Absolutely not not the case in The Walking Dead. from From the day from the first day, I had my scene with Andy and Melissa, and they were both so kind and and you know asking questions where we're from. I mean, we were talking as though, you know, I was a serious regular and I'd been there for you know months before. You know. So that was that was incredible, and then, and then my my second episode that I did, I was again really fortunate because I got to work with Andy and Norman and Steven in one of the most intense
0: moments of that entire series. Exactly, everyone was there,
2: and and I will say this: the fun anecdote is, uh, I love Norman Reedus so much, and you know someone had told him on set that I would I'd just been cast as the Penguin in Gotham, and so he walked around the entire day doing the like the old school and he was like waddling up and he'd like waddle up to me and be like and like I was like yeah okay yeah that's what I'm doing. Do you guys have a
0: lot of fun on the set of Gotham or is it more kind of work because I know The Walking Dead they have a lot of fun even though it's serious work. We try to have
2: as much fun as possible I mean it gets a little hard when it's November or when it's February and it's you know 12 degrees outside and they've been shooting for 15 hours and you know it can get that can get difficult but but again, for the most part, like the, the entire cast, and not even for the most part, for the entire part. The entire cast are just such lovely people who are very inspiring. And to be able to work with people like James and you know, people where you want like the other actors' performances and their personalities themselves just elevate mine and, and we're you know, like I'm inspired by the people I work with and, and I just it's it's an amazing thing. Very, very cool. Thank you so much, guys.
0: You okay, go okay. ahead, so go ahead.
3: So, if you could be any other characters on the show Gotham besides the Penguin and Theo Gallivan, which characters would you want to play and why would you want to be able to play them?
2: Oh, man. <laughs> if they could do a male reimag- reimagining of Harley Quinn, I'd probably do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Very Except good. I'd have to
2: get a personal trainer, so yeah. <laughs>
1: I think I'd like to have a crack at Jim Gordon. Oh, brilliant. That would be amazing. I think, I, I think it would be nice to be uh, a good guy. I don't know what that would feel like. <laughs> Probably feel pretty good. We do have a really good time, it's true, on the show, because it, it's to do with, um, the, you know, the people that run a show, the producers, the exec producers, the creators, they set the atmosphere, they create the family, and they hire people um, who are fun to work with. And so when you're doing those 15 hour days and it's freezing cold, being able to kid around and, and have a laugh and, and, and relax in the moment of it make, makes it possible in a different way. It's one of the most enjoyable working experiences I've had working on Gotham.
0: Very nice, very nice. Thank you very much, ladies.
1: How are you, sir?
3: I'm good. How are you guys? Wonderful, thank you. Great, thanks. You're welcome. So, just like The Flash uh, had Kevin Smith direct an episode, if you were to have any director in the world direct an episode of Gotham, who would it be and why? Goodness gracious, oh man.
2: Can they be dead? Can I say Stanley Kubrick? Sure, why not? (laughs) Although it wouldn't be 15 hour days, it would be like 24 hour days or something. (laughs) Four billion takes, yeah. No, I don't know, oh yeah. Uh,
1: they're asking. Uh, he's asking which director would we like to. Yeah, if you could have any
2: director come into Gotham.
1: Well, if Scorsese's available. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, so that would be. I hear he's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty all good right. things. <laughs> yeah.
2: All um. Right. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. Have you a great you're day. You're welcome. We'll you. do. All right. Hello. Uh oh. Oh,
3: hello. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> um. This question is for as for Robin Lord Taylor. Uh, um, the character, the penguin, has a lot of very distinctive, unsettling quirks.
0: The little weird chuckle he does when he's talking, the line delivery, the facial tics. I was wondering where did you draw the inspiration for the little quirks of the character from?
2: I mean, I would say, uh, okay, um, like I said earlier, so much of it is in the language, the way he is written, and you know, and and so with that also, I wanted it to. Um, I always wanted him to see to seem uh like more human in a way and like I think a lot of those sort of uh you know like you said tics and and you know like weird you know gestural things that happen when I'm in the character I think a lot of it comes from me trying to um find a way to you know yes make like humanize him and make him so that so that when you're watching it's like you can see how he gets from one thought to another, like a, like a like a person in the real life would, like where it's like, it doesn't sound like it's been rehearsed a thousand times, and it, it it really sounds like it's coming, just right out of his brain, like it's a you know. So I think a lot of that comes from that, um, and yet yeah. So I would say yeah, that really just the language, the way, the way it's written, is really spoken to me a lot. I mean, I would also be lying if I didn't say that, you know, part of me. I mean, I grew up. Watching the Adam West series every day after elementary school, and then I also watched. Um, I I'd, I'd seen Batman Returns a billion times. So, Bridges, Meredith and Danny DeVito are in there somewhere, and I and I think like also just the way, they both sort of brought that maniacal glee. Like there's a there's like moments of lightness to him, which our show is so dark that I felt like, it needs to be balanced in some way. There needs to be moments of humor and, you know, and just. So, yeah, again, like, maniacal glee that c- can come out, you know, which is something that both Burgess and Danny did so well, so, yeah. There's some sort of influence in there from them, I think.
3: Thank you. Thank you, sir.
0: Excellent, thank you, hello.
3: Hi, um, my question is, how did you get your inspiration from all these characters? Like, what did you do to prepare for these roles in this show, because they're so well-known around the world?
1: Um, I was just thinking about that, because of th- the last question, and, and people often ask about, you know, how What is the process and how did you get there? And I've just remembered there was, um, for people who are seriously interested in acting, um, does does everyone here know about Stanislavski, Stanislavski's work? Yo. Um, Stanislavski was a a Russian uh, theater director and actor and he devised the system that became the method um, here. But it's li- it, he, he didn't just do the method, um, and he wrote several books about acting, and in one book, his second book, called Building a Character, he describes in r- real detail an actor inhabiting a costume, and how putting on the costume and playing with it and finding something organically and instinctively out of your imagination how to build a character from that, that you don't necessarily go into the details of someone's backstory, or you know, there's different ways into character, but this was very specifically a character that was heightened, um, and it's a really brilliant description of what that kind of acting feels like, and I feel like on shows like Gotham, and the characters that we're playing, it's nearer that kind of acting, Absolutely. where you, you know, you, you're unleashing your imagination um, rather than anything, any, anything else
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and to build on that, yeah, it's a, for me it's a it's a very sort of outside in process where it's like like I had mentioned earlier, the 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 makeup process, the the sort of physical transformation that happens. and then on top of that, like you said, when the costume comes on, you know, for like someone who is going to wear the kinds of things that Oswald wears. That's going to inform his stature, and also inform like what kind of person does that. That's that's his what he wants everyone else to see about him. So that's a very that's very telling about what his personality is like. And so again, it's it's sort of the it's the physical, the outside, informing then the inner emotional life. And so that's yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah,
1: thank cool. you. There thank also you. gets to be a point at which um, when you've been acting for a while, you forget about. When you first start, like, dri- driving a car, you're like, "How do I do this? I don't know what I'm doing." And at a certain point, it becomes kind of automatic and s- instinctive, and that's just through repetition and, and learning on the job. I think. Absolutely. Sure.
0: Excellent. Okay, we're gonna try and rifle through these questions as we're running low on time. So, so how are you?
3: Hi. How's it going, guys? What's up, man? Um, two quick questions. Sorry. So, first, they're, they're for both for the both of you. First, obviously, there was just a Supergirl and Flash crossover. Um, I know that this world, they've kind of talked about your guys' world as sort of separate in the way that Nolan's Batman movies are kind of their own universe, but has there been talk about maybe, because there's a ton of other DC shows on TV, and ones that maybe even if it doesn't happen that you guys would think would be cool to cross over with, that would be you know, kind of out of left field I've been waiting something? for this one. I mean,
2: I, I'm, yeah. a, I, I'm a- Pretty Little Liars.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. My first choice, yeah.
2: <laughs> Gilmore Girls, Part Two. Um, no, I I would say um, they're, they're, I, I'm a personal huge fan of, of and I, only because I know them a little bit better than I know the other cast. But of yeah. of the Flash, yeah. the Flash cast is they're amazing, amazing group of people. And same same with Arrow. And and honestly, like we're lucky in the Warner Brothers world, we're all together. We're all produced by Warner Brothers. We're all Warner Brothers properties. Jeff Johns, like I said before, is involved with all of them. Um, so uh, yeah, I I mean. It would be an amazing, I, I think it would be brilliant. It's, it's hard to explain just because we take place in a very nondescript time. Um, however, I know that they just introduced the Time Traveler on Flash, yeah, so which you know would be able to make sense. The only other problem though is that they are all on the CW, we are on Fox, yeah. I don't know how that would work. Can you even do that legally? <laughs> you know, this is really hard. Hard to say if it would be able to work out, but we'd it's, be always very open to it. It's
0: funnier that it would be easier to figure out how to do it plot-wise in the show with Flash <laughs> being able to time travel and go to multi dimensions yeah. than it would to actually make it happen exactly. in
2: real life. In real life, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, the, the lawyers have their work cut out for them. That well, the yeah, case. I, I, yeah, I only
3: wondered because I mean, Supergirl's on CBS too, so I mean, that's right. technically cross in Flash and on CW, but. Um, other quick question, if there's a villain... That's a really good
2: point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, so all
3: right, good to know. A, but
0: CBS and CW are both owned from one spot, where Fox oh, you I guys didn't, uh, are a little separate. Copy that. Yeah. I right. know that. Yeah.
3: Um, other quick question. Um, obviously, you guys might know what's down the pipeline for the show, but is there a villain that hasn't been on the show that either of you guys would like to see from Batman's rogues gallery or just the larger DC gallery? That you think would fit particularly well in this kind of interpretation of Batman's uh, mythos?
2: Uh, I I mean, it's, yeah, the list goes on and on. I mean, I'm kind of like, I've been asked that, sorry, I didn't mean to talk uh, too much. Uh, I've been asked that about, like, you know, several times of these different things, and really what I always try and circle back to is that we've established so many characters now over the last two years that I want to go back and I want to explore, like, who the scarecrow is and where that kid is, like, what happened to him. I also want, like, I would love to have like an episode just devoted around Claire Foley who plays Poison Ivy. I mean, she's like, I tell everybody, she is hands down the scariest villain on our entire show. That girl gives me the willies, It's not even funny. So I was like, I really would like to just flesh out, you know, the people that we've established already, but yeah.
1: No, you covered it man. All right, okay. Yeah, thank you very much. Grace. Thank you, man, have a good thank one. Thank you.
3: Hi. Hi, how are you? 2 good looking gentlemen up there, how oh, can I be God anything bless you. but good?
2: Okay, back at you. <laughs>
3: Uh, I've been following this real closely, and Wayne Enterprises seems to be hit from all sides. And the last episode, Hugo Strange is bringing back Galavant, and I'm just wondering to what purpose?
2: I think...
1: You will see. <laughs> <laughs> Next I'm begging, Monday. I'm begging.
3: Please, please tell me. <laughs> hint, hint. Well I think the interesting thing that
2: you'll see is that, and you know, they've already touched on this, when, when they talk to um, uh, the character of uh, Karen, who was in the last episode, she was the girl who had been deformed and she got out of Indian Hill. But what we learn is that Thomas Wayne, the head of Wayne Enterprises, is discovering things about his own company that he is absolutely morally offended by and horrified by, and he's doing everything he can do to turn the Titanic around, but he's learning that it's almost virtually impossible. The, the, the depth to which, or the, the hierarchy of Wayne Enterprises has even gotten out of his control. And I think, you know, again, as we will see how this develops, and the reason behind Hugo's obsession with, Death and conquering, and I, and you know, I can only speculate, but I I believe it's just your class, you know, it's a classic tale of hubris, and I think like it's a it's a real uh, it's a sense of power because, you, if you can conquer death, you've you're the most powerful person in the world in human history, and so I feel like that's what he's going for, and in a way has achieved. So
3: it's just like he's turning him into a Frankenstein.
2: Exactly. Yeah. All Excellent. right. Thank oh, you so much. I just, much. Remember, I just
1: remember I would say this. So, uh, uh, it was another. Uh, Comic Con, I think, when someone said uh, who would, it was the villain question. Who would you like to see as a, a villain on the show? And Robin said, Donald Trump. Oh yeah. <laughs> Without even thinking, it came right out of his Just mouth. And came. It, it was right in the very early mouth. days. I mean, and he I would fit like, in so well. That would well be great.
2: At Gotham. Right? All right, really we, we got we got a couple minutes. I don't think left if people here. would believe it though.
1: This is for Robin Lord Taylor. What's up, man? I was like, um, what was it like um, working with uh, Paul Rubens as, oh. as your father? And it was. Joe, he actually played that same
0: role. You in gotta touch interview. on. It. Oh
2: yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And, and actually, I had met him a couple months before he was cast. He again is also very good friends with Carol. Carol invited me out to a breakfast. She was like, "Oh, my friend Paul will be there." And I was like, "Okay, whatever. Who, who who's Paul?" And then I sit down. I come into the restaurant. I sit down, and he's sitting right there. And we spent the whole brunch talking about how he should be in the show and he should play my father and how perfect that would be. We even took a selfie together, like a family photo. And weeks later, I sent the photo off to Danny Cannon, our executive producer, and he wrote back immediately, OMFG, I've been trying to get him for the last three weeks. And so it was this weird, like, coincidence, like, you know, like we had talked about it before it even happening. And he is just, I mean, he he is an absolute delight. a person, uh, you know, I grew up watching Pee-wee's Playhouse and and the movies as well. And then it was it was very surreal to be like sitting across from him. And he also has met every famous person in the history of Hollywood. So every time between setups, he would be like, "Did I ever tell you about how I met Michael Jackson?" And I'd be like, "No, please tell me." And then he like tells me the <laughs> insane story about Michael Jackson. And it's like then Elizabeth Taylor, then like you know freaking like I, I, yeah like everyone like he he's met everyone. And occasionally he, he knew I was a huge fan and so he would do these like little quiet asides just to me made sure that no one else was watching because he keeps, he keeps Pee-wee very separate from his own act, you know, when he plays other characters. But he knew I was such a fanboy and like, he, when no one else was watching, he would like look over and I'd be staring at him, of course, and he'd be like, huh? Like he would do like like a little like Pee-wee thing and I'd be like, I see it, there it is. Like totally freak out, yeah, it was, it was amazing.
0: That's awesome, thank you so much. All right, three more let's do it.
3: Uh, my question is for Robin Lord Taylor. Hi obviously, as the penguin, you play a very important and pivotal role in the show, and you kind of have this entire legacy of the character itself on your shoulders. Is it ever a time that it almost feels too much, and you kind of just have to take a step back from it?
2: Uh, never from the work, I have to say like i we we're again we're very fortunate we have you know just an amazing crew and amazing you know producers and writers who just really. They value us and they take care of us and they and, and it doesn't feel uh, you it just it really does feel like an artistic community on our show. I know that sounds strange talking about like a giant show like Gotham, but it really does feel like you know we are a community and we 're together. The only stuff that gets really daunting is uh is. You, you know, being available to social media and being you know available to any so anyone's kind of criticism, anyone who has an opinion will throw it out at you, and it's learning how to not sweat that and and not to like let it get to you personally, which has been the hardest thing for me. Um, but uh, but you know, it's again that's like as Danny Cannon would say, and I say it a million times, but it's a champagne problem. You know, it's you know, it's it's we can handle it. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Nice, thank you. How are you? Hi. Hey, what's up?
3: <laughs> uh, not much. <laughs> I, um, I guess I want to ask, um, uh, which cast me- cast member have you been very close with um, since on
2: the set with Gotham? Uh, James Frayne, obviously. <laughs> 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 James is the most beautiful family and, and they are so absolutely lovely. I had the immense pleasure of having dinner with them. Uh, when at right after we did a uh, New York Comic Con, and uh, to say that I mean to say that I was inspired by his family and <laughs> how just amazingly wonderful they are is an understatement. It was really, really just just incredible. But but again, you know we're all very very close on our show. So yeah, that is wonderful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. All right.
2: Yes, can we all just give it up for the inside out cosplay going on right here? Best movie of the year, hands Thank down. <laughs> amazing. Amazing, amazing.
3: Um, my question's actually for James. Um, I wanted to know if you could give us a little, I guess, blast into the future of what your character's gonna be like. Are you going to reunite with your sister or is Silver gonna be involved in your new quest as Azrael, or? Yes,
0: please I'm spoil <laughs> next season if you don't <laughs> mind. <much.
3: laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> I definitely meet my sister again. Kay. I definitely come after Jim again I definitely come after Bruce again um, but I don't know who I am oh, okay. and uh, I've been programmed effectively and it's really really interesting and clever the way they've written it so I don't want to say more than that so
3: you're gonna work with more of Hugo now is he gonna be kind of your partner or
1: he, he I don't think Hugo would be a He doesn't do partners. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be his partner. Neither me. I'm more of his experiments. Right. Like a puppet master type. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Guys,
0: you're amazing. Oh, likewise. Philly, yes. Go see these guys. Celebrity Alley in the back there. Get some pictures. Get some autographs. Say hello. They'd love to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks so much
2: much for coming out, everybody.
1: Thank you.